0: This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. Welcome back. I'm Matt Jones. And today on the Passive Real Estate Podcast, I welcome Don Spafford. Don has an educational and professional background in finance and securities investing. He has held several management and leadership positions in his corporate finance career, as well as various uh, volunteer service positions. He grew up most of his life around Omaha, Nebraska, and now lives in Idaho Falls, Idaho. His first investment property was a fourplex bought in 2017. Then he began to scale up into commercial real estate investing, uh, you know, including ground-up development projects, and has joined Beyonder Holdings, formerly known as Happy, uh, Happy Camper Capital, in 2021, where he, his team focuses on syndicating RV resorts. He's also a partner with a build-to-rent multifamily group, developing 600-plus unit apartment communities. He uh, spends most of his time as he can with his family to create lasting memories, He loves to serve and help others. His hobbies include coin and banknote collecting and traveling. He's also been married for over 22 years and has four children, and he's fluent in Spanish. Well, welcome, Don. Uh, I appreciate you coming onto the program today.
1: Thank you, Matt. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, Thank you for for having me.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like the audience to know about Mm -hmm. yourself?
1: Wow. Uh, That was definitely quite the introduction there. Um, I guess, uh, other than that, I'd say I'm... active on, on uh, social media, which was uh, kind of sort of a new thing to me. Uh, we'll probably get into that here later how I got started and stuff. But uh yeah, I, I've uh yeah, I, I guess I'm sort of maybe consider a, a sort of an influencer, I guess, on, on LinkedIn. Um, but uh definitely was not my intention. But uh, it just kind of naturally progressed from starting from a, a point of zero, uh having total uh you know social anxiety and introverts of you know being an introvert and all that stuff. But uh yeah, here here we are today.
0: Yeah, it's truly strange where life takes you, you know, along the path. <laughs> Uh, so you got started when you, with real estate investing. Your first property was that fourplex. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so a um, little, little bit background before that. So my wife is, is a realtor. She she began uh, you know became a realtor in, in about uh, 2010 11 when we lived in Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, so some of our very first clients were investors, uh, and that's kind of what really got me. Motivated to want to learn about uh, real estate investing, uh, as you mentioned, my, my background is all about more stock and security investing. Um, so real estate was something that was intriguing to me, but I I had the I guess the mindset that a lot of people do that it was only for you know the rich and the wealthy. So I, I didn't think I could get involved. So here we are now. Fast forward several years, we moved to to Idaho, and um, I was now more more motivated to get more involved with, with real estate. I saw that as uh, a a solution for the problem that I had, which was I needed additional income without working more hours. If that went back to school, and uh, so I started reading and learning and got educated. Um, started like as most people do, following the Bigger Pockets podcast, and, and that was you know served as a great place for me to be, uh, I guess, mentored just from uh, listening to other people in podcasts and, and reading uh, forums and whatnot. Uh, and so I got motivated to to buy a property. But I knew for me personally, I did not want to do a single family. I, I saw a single family was too much of a risk. Um, and that being that I rely on a single tenant for the income. If they don't pay the rent or uh, it's vacant or whatever happens, I have to cover that, that uh, mortgage payment. Uh, and that for me was too risky. Uh, I saw multiple doors as, as a better option where I could have uh, – it's less likely that the whole building would be vacant. And uh, not myself being ready yet to get into something bigger, commercial. Uh, I, I found a, a local lender that can do a 10% down payment on uh, residential loans, uh, which a fourplex qualifies for, for residential. Uh, and so I saw that was the most number of doors I could get at the lowest entry point uh, based on the down payment percentage. And then also I was able to take a loan from my 401k for most of that down payment. Uh, and that's kind of how I, I got started. I found this property uh, actually on Craigslist at the time; it was a for sale by owner, uh, and uh, just, just you know w- went, went from there. It was a great starting property. Excellent.
0: And then now with your RV parks and uh, multifamily properties, are you primarily passive or active or a bit of both? Uh,
1: Both. Yeah. So I I do invest passively in in, in both of those things, uh, but I'm also actively involved. Um, You know, I'm a a partner on both of those different teams, um, you know, helping to uh, do multiple things, but primarily investor relations uh, is my main focus. Uh, You're talking with investors that are looking to get involved. Those, those, uh, I guess, asset classes or or uh asset types and uh kind of explaining what to expect and, and what uh, kind of returns they can see uh, I also do a lot helping with like uh marketing materials um you know finding additional team members even um and uh several other operations I guess uh activities as well
0: so let's say you're talking to somebody who's a passive investor and you're considering rV resorts as a possible you know investment you know, what do you say to them
1: uh, well, first of all, of course, I we go over their their previous experience. if they've already been investing in other things. Uh, just kind of, you know kind of where, what level I need to start off with they're a totally brand new investor uh, that I need to kind of explain the whole process, what syndication is and whatnot., uh, but in most cases, they, these are experienced investors that have come from uh, investing in multifamily uh, for for most likely many years. And so I'll have to there's still a lot of education with this space. It's a relatively unknown niche for most people. And so I have to explain, exactly what we do you know what our value add process is which we can also get into here in a bit but uh the main thing that really is that what attracts people to this space what initially attracted myself to it is that the the for a passive investment i have not seen anything that can provide as high of a a cash on cash passive income uh you know as anything else so uh so we'll we'll go over exactly what to expect you know in most cases we're looking at double digit cash on cash so like 12 to 15% is kind of our target number uh for for an average deal Um, and, uh, you know, for, for someone like myself and and others that were pursuing financial independence, you know, that the main point is you want to produce that income to, you know, overtake your, your W2 income or something. So, uh, the way we can go over that is, you know, looking at if you invest in say some other multifamily deal where you're getting maybe a four to 6% average cash on cash versus one of these where you're getting, you know, maybe three times that amount, um, you know, that that's quite the difference, you know, as far as what you can get out of it for how many deals you have to invest in to reach that target retirement number you're looking for. Um, so that's kind of some that the basics that we go over is those expectations for for cash flows and uh, the overall returns and uh, all the other steps involved.
0: And do RV resorts have the appreciation play as well, you know you know compared to multifamily?
1: Yeah, exactly. So these are still you know commercial properties, so they're still valued on their their income, right? So uh, when we purchase a property, we do have a value add plan for it. Uh, which is going to in many cases, you know, it includes a lot of expansions. We'll add on more RV spaces, more uh, cabins or tiny homes, other glamping options, uh, add on more amenities, all these different things will produce additional income streams, uh, in- increased revenue on the property, therefore increase the value of the property. So uh, at the end of a, a typical five-year hold period, uh, you've got, of course, that, that great cash flow that's going to go up every year anyway. And then on top of that, you're getting that equity multiple as well at the end. Uh, on top of your, there's also that what's, maybe a bit unknown or unexpected in this space is the uh, very high depreciation that can also be seen. Um, on uh, on the properties we closed on this last year, uh, we had an average between 60 to 80% total depreciation on those properties. Um, and uh, well, I have seen cases where it's been over 100% even. So uh, there's a, a very high amount of, of depreciation that can be had on these properties as well.
0: Mm, awesome. And are you developing these from scratch or are you buying pre-existing properties to do the <laughs> value-add?
1: Yeah, we, we buy existing properties. Uh, we, we do have plans to do some new development as well, but uh, for right now, we are focusing on uh, purchasing existing properties and just improving them. And how do you find these properties? We have a, our, our acquisitions team has a process, but uh, it, it primarily includes uh, calling up campgrounds directly. So we're doing cold calling, uh, calling up uh, the campground owners uh, who may not know they want to sell, but we will talk to them and and uh, find the ones that are willing to sell and, and work out a, a great deal with them. So uh, all, all of our properties, think of, of, of the, the five we currently have in our portfolio. I think there's only been one that we bought through a broker. All The rest of them are coming off market, uh, you know, direct to seller.
0: What markets are you focused on?
1: We purchase across the country. So we look literally everywhere. Uh, we're not focused in one specific region or, or, or area or state. Um, so as of right now, the, the five we have, you know, not purposely, but uh, they all are in the Midwest area. Uh, but we have had properties under contract in, in you know, Florida and uh, Idaho and Utah, so kind of all over the place. We we look so uh, there's there's nothing that's you know off our radar. Okay.
0: And in addition to finding a property where the owner is willing to sell, what are the things do you look for in an RV resort?
1: Well, of course there, there's there's I guess several things to to take into account, right? We're not going to purchase just anything that's out there. Um, but for us the, the primary basic things that we're looking for, of course, is the size to start with. You know, for in order to do it for a syndication have the, the income that's necessary to pay, you know, all the uh the costs included and and staff and everything else involved. Because this is a really a, a business. You can't just uh buy a property and hire a property manager like you would do for a multifamily or something. Um there's a lot more uh you know management intensiveness to it. <clears throat> so with that, uh, we look for a property that has at least about 100 existing campsites, and that can be a mixture of, of RV pads, uh, cabins, glamping, you know, even tent camping spaces. Uh, and then uh, for us, the location is also key. Um, there's two factors you want to consider for for these RV destinations. Again, these are uh, just to give some clarification. We're not talking about RV parks, which are very similar to mobile home parks. These are you know full-on vacation resorts where people are going to go to to have a good time, uh, you know, relax, have some fun, and then they'll go back home. So nobody actually lives there long term. And so uh, with that, you want either properties that are around some natural attraction already, something like, you know, say, the Grand Canyon or uh, Yellowstone, things like that, where people are going to go to anyway. And then you've got ones that are just those kind of like those getaways, where people just want to ha- go someplace close to home and uh, you know get away for a weekend or whatever. Uh, so we tend to look for properties that are within about a two-hour drive of a major metropolitan city that kind of gives us that really built-in user or guest base that's gonna, those again, those, those weekenders who wanna go out uh, and just have some fun on a weekend and come back home, they're willing to drive a couple hours to do that. Um, so, and, and then with that, so the, the factor we can look for, of course, is besides the size and location, we're gonna see what what uh, value add is there to do on the property? Is there additional land that can be had or either bought with it or a part of it that we can expand on? Uh, what amenities are not there that could be there? What is a great fit for this specific location? Like if we've got something outside of Nashville, or, or uh, you know, a, a place that's known for for music. You know, definitely want to have something there for like a concert event. Uh, which we have one of our properties actually now. We are building a, 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 a you know amphitheater for concert venues. Um, you know, you look at uh, you know maybe warmer states might want to include some kind of uh, like a full-on water park as part of the property. Um, so there's different things you got to consider based on where it's at, what fits for the area, what is needed, um, you know what what other surrounding properties are nearby. What they have or don't have, that you could do better uh, just to make your your property more attractive to people that are looking for for
0: a place to go. Real estate is all about adding value to other people. An easy way to do that is to share this podcast with someone you know who wants to do more passive real estate investing. Also, subscribe and leave a review. Now let's get back to the episode. For your build to rent, you know you said uh, or you mentioned that this multifamily or is that like townhouses or single families or, or what exactly?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, this, so the totally different separate team that uh, the campground stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a, you know, build threat uh, multifamily. So uh, typically in most of the the properties that we do for that, there's a a few phases to it. And phase one typically includes townhomes. So we'll do like a a bunch of townhomes for the phase one and then phase two and three uh, would be uh, just your, your full on uh, like apartment buildings, like maybe three, three level you know apartment buildings. Uh, but these are like full on communities as well. So there's like lots of, uh, walking trails and and splash pads, you know, even possibly amphitheaters, all these different things that make it uh, a full on community feel, not just a bunch of, uh, you know, concrete and buildings. Um, and, and those are also a a great, uh, fit for certain people that are looking for some of that long-term, uh, generational wealth.
0: Awesome. And, uh, you know, it's completely different strategy than the RV resorts. So where are you building these built to rent properties?
1: Yeah. So you're right. It's a totally different strategy, um, different uh, requirements and whatnot. Um, In these cases, you know, we look for uh, first of all, great value in in the land uh, and also uh, areas where there is already growth happening and we see a a path of progress coming to do even more. So uh, we have a a large project in it where basically where I'm at here at Idaho Falls, Idaho, which is kind of where it all started. You know, that my, my partners with that uh, they were already builders and developers in this area, building a lot of, uh, primarily townhome communities that they would just build and sell. Uh, when I joined with them, uh, I, I uh, kind of showed them from based of my experience and knowledge why it's better to just hold these long-term. So uh, with with me on board now, we, we converted to a build to hold strategy to these build to rent uh, properties. Uh, we are looking in some other markets as well. Uh, like the, Texas is one we're kind of focusing on now. Uh, we are also looking down the road, possibly something in uh, maybe Tennessee or some other area. Um, but yeah, generally areas where there's not necessarily already been a huge population boom and, and whatnot to kind of be late to the game, but kind of more of where that path of progress is heading towards, where's, where, is, where are people moving to, where's the growth starting to happen, uh, where businesses starting to to put in these, you know, giga factories and whatnot. So, uh, those are kind of the areas we're looking to to do those kind of projects at.
0: Awesome. And what's a problem that you encountered with one of your properties and how was it handled?
1: Let's see. Um... Yeah boy. <laughs> so just in general, I guess for all, all the properties, my personal or, or, and uh, the syndication stuff. Um uh so with the uh with one of our campgrounds, so the the, the very first property that uh well wait, let me change that. Yeah, yeah, here's a problem we did have. So uh one of the, the campground properties that we had uh about maybe a year and a half ago. Um it was a, a great property in Florida. Uh just outside of Orlando, so it was a perfect location for, for again that kind of destination campground uh it was already a big property had uh, lots of room to expand it and build it out a lot more in this case uh this is something we learned from this so we we had the owner was actually going to invest back into the property with us you know so they were gonna take what what they were getting from it put a a good amount of money back into the deal with us uh sounded great uh like awesome that's gonna take take a big chunk of what we need to raise um so after we held our our webinar for the property, kind of showing what we we're going to do, which the the owner was on that webinar. Uh, I'm guessing uh, he he probably saw some of our plans and <laughs> realized he was probably leaving a lot of money on the table. Uh, we we you know, I think we got the property at a great value at we at did the time, but uh, within about a week, uh, he decided he was going to back out his money, pull pull his money out of the deal, uh, without giving us any kind of extension for uh, for financing contingency or anything, and, and uh, so it kind of left us you know holding the bag and we had to force back out of that property wouldn't we were not able to close it uh based on the time frame we had and uh about a week later the property was listed on the market for about double what we had under contract for oh, uh wow. and so <laughs> so we kind of learned from from that experience that uh we do not intend to let current property owners who are buying from uh agree to invest with us or be part of the process to see our plans and, and everything you know unless maybe they, they sign some type of uh agreement that they uh you know will continue with that and not you know not change your idea whatever uh but yeah that was definitely a, a hard lesson to, to learn um that uh you know had that not happened uh you know it, you know that we could, would have been a, a probably our, our number one property right now um mm-hmm. but uh, i don't know i don't know if he ended up selling it for the price he was asking for later or not but uh but yeah it was definitely <clears throat> not an easy thing to, to have to deal with at the time
0: yeah yeah certainly <laughs> sounds like uh, you know a headache there and a handful all right uh so are you ready for a speed round I believe so. Yeah. What's your favorite part about passive real estate investing?
1: Being totally hands off. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I've been, of course, the active side even for those fourplexes and and whatnot. And uh, even if you have a property manager, you still have a lot of oversight and questions you have to answer. So being passive makes it much easier.
0: What do you know now about passive real estate investing that you wish you knew when you first got started?
1: Um. That uh, you know anybody can do it. You know, if uh, if it's something that you want to get into, like, like again, my, myself early on, I, I I was trying to buy apartment buildings on my own, <laughs> you know, some smaller ones, like, you know, 15, 20 units or something, but uh, just because I did not know how to get involved in syndications, I knew nothing about syndications and didn't, didn't know anybody doing syndications. So um I, I realized that uh, now, man, had I had I known some people I know now, uh you know, I, I could have possibly found a way to get involved sooner and uh, just, you know, start, start building that wealth passively without uh having to spend a lot of my time and and uh, sacrifice things to to uh make time to search and find and analyze and get bank loans and all that kind of stuff uh so so the passive life is definitely much much uh, easier
0: yeah i mean the best time to buy real estate was 10 years ago and the second best time is right now so right uh, yep. what's a book that you can recommend to other investors
1: and there's lots of great books, honestly. Um, I, I've commented on, on many of them. Um, I, I think for somebody that wants to be a passive investor, wants to kind of maybe understand the process and, and uh, see what can be done, I guess. Um, the, the book called uh, Passive Investing Made Simple, um, I, I think is a very good book that uh, kind of goes over the process uh, at, a, at a relatively easy to understand level um, without you know feeling like it's... Uh, salesy type book so uh so yeah that, that's a good one i think to recommend
0: yep i know the authors uh dan and anthony they're good they're, uh, they're yeah, good guys yeah. exactly uh, yep and how can our listeners get in contact with you if they want to learn more about you know rv resort investing and build a rent
1: sure uh well you can obviously find me on linkedin as i mentioned i'm very active on linkedin um uh, there's not too many others on there with my name so uh you could probably find me or just google my name uh i come up on, on most lists of podcasts and different things um you can go to our, our website. Uh, you know, Either way, you can still get there. Happycampercapital.com still works. or also beyondercamp.com. Uh, if you go to the, uh, like the, find the, the About Us tab on the investment portal, uh, you can find my name there and, and schedule a call with me directly right there. Uh, also, if you want to, feel free to uh, send me an email. Don, so it's D-O-N at beyondercamp.com.
0: Okay, I'll include those in the podcast notes. Is there anything else you want to mention that we haven't covered yet? I think it just as you
1: mentioned, you know, the, the, the best time to start was 10 years ago. The second best time is right now. So, uh, if you're on the fence of wanting to get involved in real estate, you know, don't put it off. You know, the, the sooner you start, the, the better off you'll be. Uh, even myself included, I, I just started investing, as you, we said, that, you know, about five and a half years ago. Uh, and uh, after about five years, I was able to uh, quit my W 2 job uh, because of real estate investing. And so, I know that from my personal experience, you know, starting in from nothing, I had zero savings and I uh, had to borrow from my phone. k okay. If if I can do that and make it happen, I think anybody else can as well. Uh, and uh, so don't be afraid to just get started.
0: Hey, great advice. All right. Well, thanks, Don. And I uh, appreciate you having on the, the show here and have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.